Hi, I'm Tom Coffin, CEO and President and Co-Founder of Simply Reliable Incorporated. Welcome to the Smartpreneur Podcast. What's a smartpreneur, you might ask? Well, a smartpreneur, in our opinion, is someone that focuses on working on their business, not just in their business. And our Smartpreneur Podcasts are designed to bring you some relevant information each week about your business and different parts of that business. It could be marketing, it could be workflow, it could be labor, uh, it could be business operations, many things that we'll talk about each week on the podcast. You can also check out our Smartpreneur blog at simplyreliable.com. And of course, our Smartpreneur podcast is brought to you by Simply Reliable, makers of Smart Office and Design Machine, the complete end-to-end -end solution for business process for systems integrators. So thanks for joining us today, and I hope you enjoy the show. This week on the Smartpreneur Podcast, we welcome Marilyn Sanford. Marilyn is a serial entrepreneur. She founded SmartFX. She founded LinkEdge. She's owned, grown, and sold with Scala, Connected Spaces, and Pacific Tech. And she's a Cedia Fellow. Please welcome Marilyn Sanford. Hi, Marilyn. Good to see you today. Yeah, you too. Well, Smartpreneurs, we're going to talk about uh, one of my favorite subjects, software. Uh, and uh, just to reiterate, uh, this is this is not a pitch for uh, for simply reliable software or smart office or design machine. Uh, so those those brand names should not come up in the conversation that you're going to hear. Uh, but it is an overall conversation about uh, about software and what it can do for a business. And Marilyn Sanford, who's with us today, has had a tremendous amount of experience uh, uh, with software. Uh, from from writing her own uh, when she was running her company, and I'm sure she'll she'll talk about the pitfalls of of that in a, in a little bit. Uh, to also uh, uh, eventually ending up being uh, uh, an investor in Simply Reliable, as well as a board member. So she's got uh, she's got a lot of background uh, about software and what it should do, and some of the things we might talk about today. Uh, you know, smart office might not even be there yet. Uh, when you're listening to this, but uh, but we'll we'll talk uh, we'll talk about roadmaps and things like that 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 she'll discuss and and uh, hopefully this will uh, will bring up some questions in your mind that are, are great to ask and some plans and and help you uh, help you figure out and navigate the world of software for uh, the systems integration business. So with that said, uh, Marilyn, you stated in this week's Smart Premier blog that uh, if you had it to do all over again, the one tool that you would make sure that you had was an integrated piece of software. Would you share with the smartpreneurs why this is so important and why this is more important to put, put uh, or invest dollars into that segment? Uh, you know, whether you're a startup, you know, or you're in the maturity of the business, why is it so important to get that, uh, that focus, uh, so to speak going? Yeah. I'd be delighted. This is the, and the result of the school of hard knocks here. Um, I'm going to add a little, a few, few more elements there. My my background is I am an, a, a professional accountant, 
and I came out of uh, of an industry, uh, actually the logging industry for many years, which I decided to quit because I love technology and really thought I built several houses, really, really thought about where I wanted to, I wanted to build my own business and what, what industry I'd like it to be in. And this was the industry back in 1991. There wasn't much of an industry, but there was a start. Yeah. And, um, and what I know from being a professional accountant is um, how important it is to harness detail. And so um, when I got into the industry, oy, it was absolutely a detail industry like I'd never seen before. And, and business is detail. So we know that's common, but we have a lot going on in, in our industry. So I thought a lot about needing to harness details. Um, and that, that was a real challenge. Bookkeeping systems are not operating systems. They're a legal requirement. They're a focus on history. They're slow. They're limited. If you're using only a, a bookkeeping system, i.e. QuickBooks or simply accounting, then you do not have an operating system that's helping you with decision making, helping you capture details on a timely base. And a lot of businesses think the bookkeeping system is their operating system, but they miss. There's so much more in our industry and in our business, so much more detail that you need, things that you need at your fingertips so you can make informed decisions. And in previous uh, blogs, we've talked about that. So what we did at about a year, year and a half in, in starting my business, and then by this time um, I had a business partner and I think we were up to about eight, eight to 10 people. I met a friend, I found um, he had picked up access software and uh, told me how great it was. I picked it up because I really needed, I felt to harness a lot of this, of these uh, details. And we started to develop our operating system. I would never recommend that. I would <laughs> never recommend that you try to build your own. So we did build an operating system and um, and it, it was it was priceless. It helped us. It gave us lots of insights, but I would never, ever recommend it. It was distracting. It pulled me away from the business. And um, and it was a long, long journey. There's so much. The industry is so much more mature now. There are great options out there. And we learned a lot from having that operating system and being able to harness detail. Not having it, in my view, not having a system like that mm -hmm. can lead to some really failed assumptions. And I think what happens is we, we, we assume away opportunities in our business. And some of the assumptions we'd make are, our industry is different. We don't need that. Right. Or, you know, this is what it takes to do the job. I mean, there's, that's it. This is what it takes. Or, hey, we're making money. I don't think I need to worry about this. They are leaving leaving money on the table. Absolutely. Uh, you're rationalizing away great opportunity. Having this information shifted the, the whole team's knowledge. Um, it helped us to really collaborate as well and problem solve and figure out how to do things better. It is, it is fundamental in my view to have a solid and good industry built. That would be my recommendation operating system that can really help give you, generate the numbers and the detail and actually streamed, streamline operating systems within the business so that you can build your business more effectively and put lots more money on that bottom line. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I use the um, another conversation that we've had uh, on one of the other podcasts, you know, the source of truth. And, and what that source of truth should really provide for you is the ability to make objective decisions instead of opinionated or, or subjective uh, uh, decisions. Uh, at least that's, that's what I found when I was, uh, was going through things. Uh, you know, many, many years ago, this, this is kind of on the proposal side, but, uh, you know, many years ago, my, my partner and I would stand in the room and go, what do you, what do you think, a week, you know, two weeks to get this done? Uh, 10 days, and it was like pulling it out of the air. It's like, okay, 10 days. Well, you know, with uh, with the right calculations uh, in, a, in a piece of software, uh, not just ours, but others out there, uh, you know, you can add these things up and say, oh, you know, this this should be three 3.75 days, you know, and at least you're within plus or minus something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've got some kind of objective. you got feedback. For sure, you have feedback. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's switch over to the topic of inventory. One again, another another one of my 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 pet peeves. Um, inventory seems to be very misunderstood many times in the systems integration business. Uh, you know, when you're a smaller company and you're purchasing from distributors, for instance, a lot of times they think, well, I don't need to track inventory because I'm I just go over there and I buy this and I put it in. I'm not stocking things, and uh, and I, I know you've got some thoughts on that. So would you share with uh, with our smartpreneurs the importance of inventory management and, and what it really means, you know, whether or not uh, it's just in time or whether you're stocking it, uh, you know, this, these costs are still reflected in your COGS, your cost of, uh, of goods sold. And, uh, and maybe, maybe dive into that a little bit if you would. Yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be a pleasure. I'm I'm hoping for most people listening, this is a reinforcement of current practices. And I and I would think in today's business, you have inventory systems. Um, and, you know, there's always a cost to bear when you stock inventory. There's always a cost to bear when you don't. So um, I, I believe you have to have some inventory in hand. And I'm going to talk about three different types of inventory, if you will. There's just in time. And that takes a relationship with your supplier to make sure that they have the product. When you say, okay, ship date is on, they send it, you install it, or you or you put it in the rack or whatever the, the need for that is, it is just in time. You're not stocking that inventory. And you want to make sure you're not impaired by out of stock with just in time. So you have to have strong relationship with your supplier to do that. The other one is consumables, and Tom and I had a great conversation about this earlier. Um, and there's different ways of attracting, of, of, of um, attacking this. Um, but the way we did this is that we did it through a direct charge. And so we had a certain cutoff amount that anything purchased under a certain amount was direct charged, and that went into the COGS, into cost of goods sold. However, we tracked that, and we made sure we knew the percent that represented in terms of our cost of business, and then we doubled that. So every single job had a charge or a, a, to it for the direct charge items, which was a percentage of that business. And um, I know in Tom's scenario, when the conversation we had earlier, um, the Simply Reliable software allows you to actually track that to the detail, and and that's another option for sure. I would not do that manually. 
No, it, it, yeah. it's impossible to manage it manually. Uh, I, I was sharing with, with Marilyn, uh, when I was an integrator, uh, everything that, that was sold was designed, essentially, I'll call it a kit. It was kitted. So if you had a, uh, for instance, a, a cable TV outlet, uh, you've, you've got your Decora plate, you've got your insert, you have your F connector on the one side. Uh, I put 100 feet of wire on, on everything I ever quoted in my entire life, uh, and, and I've never undercharged uh, for, uh, for wire. <laughs> uh, so it's always worked out. And then an F connector at the other end you know, to, to go into uh, whatever the head end was. Uh, and, and with that, uh, with, with the right software, then the software is going to spit out, well, for pre-wire, you need this roll of wire and you need a, a, a blue Carlon box uh, to nail on. Um, and, yeah, I mean, heck, you can go as, uh, down to Staples, although I got to tell you, I stopped at Staples. No way I'm tracking Staples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, when, you, when you're doing the, uh, the trim out or, or whatever, you know, it's going to say, you know, you, you need 28 uh, F connectors. And, uh, and so when you're doing inventory on in your truck each, each week uh, and you've got someone who's going through 75 connectors a week instead of 28 a week, you might think maybe they're doing side jobs or, or maybe, they're, uh, maybe they're, they're crushing these F connectors and, and they need some training on how to put an F connector on better or something like that. But it, it can give you an idea, can help you track um, uh, the details. You know, Marilyn's talked a lot about details in this series. Uh, it can help you track that kind of automatically because you're right. You're never going to track it manually because you'll you'll drive yourself nuts with that. Yeah. So just two different ways to you know kind of handle consumables. Either way is fine. You just have to decide on on which way you're going to do it, right, Marilyn? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that does it. That's great. I, what I really like about that is that you do have uh, some additional feedback, some additional information there. And um, and it was effortless. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Sure. Well, just in time inventory, we've talked about consumables. Thanks, Tom. There's some really good insights on that. And then the last is your inventory, because you will need to have inventory. And in a way, it's kind of you, you still have to have that mentality of just in time as well. Um, but you have to maintain an inventory level so that you can you can do the business you need to do on a timely base. Again, back to to um, communications with suppliers to minimize the amount of time that inventory needs to be in your shop uh, based on phases. But but it's an important element to have and to be tracking and to make sure you've got pick lists that identify the product that has gone out to job sites and or that has gone into a racking system. So tracking and installing and knowing your phases, we'll go back to software again. It's a really important piece of good software systems. Um, and, you know, in our world with our inventory, we never ever were, were uh, with our own inventory, we were never beyond 2% um, plus or minus in our inventory counts. And, and so, you know, it, it worked well to have to really work with those three pieces of, of, of the inventory, the just-in-time, the consumables, and the, and the full inventory. That's terrific. That's great. So finally, uh, last question, and uh, this one's really deep, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> How would you counsel our smartpreneurs when they're out there, uh, you know, in regards to searching for software? Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of different software out there. 
there's you've got proposal software out there, you've you've got accounting software out there, you've got project management software out there. You know, some of the names that they're used to hearing would be, you know, QuickBooks, for instance, is, you know, is QuickBooks enough? Uh, NetSuite, is, is NetSuite the right answer? Uh, you know, what's important in, in that software and, and what's, what's kind of a way for them to judge this and make that decision? Because it is a big decision uh, when, you, when you start to implement a piece of software like that. It's, it's a lot of times it's not so much the, the money you're spending on the software, it's, it's the time that it takes to implement it and get everybody trained on it and, and up and running and, and used to it and stuff like that. So what's, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, you know, direct to my heart, boy, it drives, drives to my direct experience. Um, so I'll start, I'll start with Netflix or probably NetSuite and, and QuickBooks. Um, you know, I, I uh, collaborated with a lot of uh, uh, integrators who, who, pulled NetSuite and attempted to build their operating system. And as I've mentioned earlier, we picked up Access Database um, at the time that we were interested. There wasn't a NetSuite. Um, but from what I understand, the NetSuite is like Access Database on, on steroids. And one of the biggest problems of developing your own system, and you would be doing so with NetSuite, and we were with, uh, with our Access Database, is it is expensive. It is distracting, and there's always that. Oops, that's not really what I thought I was going to get. Yeah. Um, and so you you really should look. I, I, I'm a strong believer. Look in your industry, find solutions inside your industry because you will. It'll be an easier adaptation. This is like putting a glove on. This is like it needs to be a good fit. It's custom clothing, if you will. And, you know, it isn't a one size fits all for sure, but you want to make sure that the terminology, that the solutions, that the business flow is consistent with your with your company. The other one I want to talk about is QuickBooks. It is absolutely, and I, and I said that earlier, it is not an operating system. It is a it is nothing but a, a bookkeeping system. I say nothing, but you have to have it. It's for legal purposes. It is not going to give you timely information, nor is it going to adapt, as, as I've just mentioned, to the business that you that you are that you're involved in, to what you're doing. So you do want to make sure that you spend some time to find an operating system that works for your company and for your industry. To do that, you know, you, there's only so many in our industry. I think there's a half a dozen or so. Watch their presentations, listen to their story. Um, and I would also identify what are your key priorities? What are you wanting to get out of that system? Maybe ask them for a couple of referrals and talk to some people who are using their systems um, so that you can you can get a good idea of how that how that's working for them. Um, what are their plans to expand? Um, you know, help help to get some insights into what they're going to do to help you make decisions and it may not be in their software today. But if it's on their roadmap and the software fits your industry, you, you that's a good thing. That's a really good thing. And software is a changeable thing. So there will always be a roadmap ahead. There will always be enhancements and changes and additions. That's that's I think that's a really good thing. Always a moving target. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 
Um, I also think sales is a leading piece of this because that's kind of what starts the process, right? How well tracked is what sales have done? And that follows through the process. So it, it needs to be able to track the sale at a detailed level. And so you can move that through your phases. Um, and then maybe, you know, how important is your business to them? And, um, and, and again, who they're currently serving. We've talked about that. Is it in industry? But I can I just can't recommend enough the importance of having custom operating software. Right, operating so, so software for the custom industry. Yes, correct. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I, I thought for a minute there you were suggesting they build yeah, it. Yeah, no, software. you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Good pickup. For those of us that have done that. <laughs> yeah, do not do that. It's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Well, great, Marilyn. I, uh, that was that uh, was some terrific information and smart tours. I hope you enjoyed it. You can read a little more about that if you head on over to simplyreliable.com and check out the Smartpreneur blog. And uh, this week's blog we've been talking about is Software Drives Knowledge uh, by Marilyn Sanford. So I, I think you'd really enjoy checking that out. And, you know, while you're there, you could check out some of the other Smartpreneur podcasts as well and catch up. Uh, if you'd like to watch uh, this podcast elsewhere, you could also watch it on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Simply Reliable. Uh, Apple Podcasts also supports video podcasts as well as audio podcasts. And, of course, if uh, you're you know working in the warehouse on a Saturday afternoon, it's always great to boot up your favorite podcast software and search out uh, Smartpreneur Podcast and subscribe and, uh, and keep on listening. So Smartpreneurs, uh, I hope you've had a, an enjoyable time. I know we've enjoyed uh, being with you. And we'll see you again next time on the Smartpreneur Podcast. <music>